the proverb says, train a child in the way he should go. And soon enough, he's going to use your words against you. Am I the only parent that's ever felt that way? Yeah, you know, you teach these children the right things to do and the right things to say, and before you know it, they're using your ammunition on you. And so it was for one lady who, like many other artists, would carry around with her a sketch pad, where she kept all of her uh, drawings that she was working on. And one day, her four-year-old daughter came up to her and said, Mommy, can I see your, your sketch pad? Mommy said, I'm sorry, you can't. This is mine. This is something that I work on. It's very important to me. And I imagine they probably went back and forth a couple times until the child says, but Mommy, if you don't learn how to share, we're going to have to take that away from you. (laughs) So Mommy gives the child the sketch pad. And you know, there's probably half of the book that was empty all these empty pages where this child could have drawn anything she wanted on her own. But you know what she wanted to do? She wanted to finish Mommy's drawing. So what started off as the first one ended up like this. And what started out like this, next one, ended up like this. Now, I know what some of you are going to say to me about, you know, letting children be creative and let them have their space and all that's so cute. I get all that. I'm the dad who put headphones over our children's ears when they were still in here, okay? Not mine, but, you know. So I know about that, about letting kids be creative and everything else, but let's be honest, that child ruined those pictures. And I suppose that if you and I are honest with ourselves about what we do when we come here week after week, and if we're honest about what we do in the name of God any other day of the week, we have to come to an understanding that we've kind of done the same thing. God has given us this wonderful image, and we've ruined it. We're told from the very beginning of our story that God put everything in its place, that God brought creation to be and said that creation was, you remember? Good. And then we came along and ruined it. But God wasn't content to leave it that way. And if you remember another part of our story, God said, there's a way I can make it new again. There is a way that I can show what new life can always look like. And in the message of Christ, we see what perfect love looks like. We see what peace can look like. We see reconciliation. We see unity. We see all of these good things of God. But you know what you and I do with that message? We ruin it, don't we? We we take some of Jesus' words and we do our best to kind of turn them around so that they fit what I really think. Or am I the only one that's ever done that? And we have this image that's been given to us in Christ Jesus of what perfect love looks like, and yet, what do we do with each other? 
we're shown and we're told that in Christ there is no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer slave or free man or woman that we are all one. But what do we do with that picture? We ruin it. Well, you don't live on the same side of town as I do. You don't look like me, talk like me, and I have a hard time saying your last name. What do we do with that picture? We ruin it. Now, as I come to this place week after week, I, I'm fully aware of what I say and think and what I've done, ways that I've ruined God's picture. And I'm sure you're aware as well. Quite often, though, when we think about those things, we, we kind of we, we feel a little bad and we kind of think about it and we get to a point where we say, well, what do you do? Nobody's perfect. Oops. What do you do? Over the last three weeks, we've been talking about, indeed, what it is we can do. You remember I told you about this group of people who were meeting with John Wesley and they approached him one day and they say, what can we do to make sure that we are living faithful to God? And John Wesley said, okay, if we're going to be Methodists, there's three things we're going to do. And the first one, do you remember? Is we're not going to do any harm. Do no harm. The second one, do you remember? Do good. And the third one is, stay in love with God. Now, we've translated what John Wesley actually said. He said that we should attend to the ordinances of God. That doesn't quite ring anybody's bell, does it? And so we've translated, translated that by saying, stay in love with God. And what that means is, Remember all those things that God has told us are good for us? You know, like worship? You know, like reminding ourselves that we are put on earth to worship God? You, you remember that? Um, do it. Um, you remember that thing we've said about uh, Scripture being life-giving and that it's important to read and, and to look at Scripture and to study? You remember all that? Do it. We talk about the importance of prayer and prayer connects us to God. You remember all that talk we do? Guess what? Do it. Service. We talk about how important it is to serve. Christ's model was that of a servant. He came to serve. So you know what? We do all that talking about serving. Guess what? We talk about giving. Be a giving person. We talk about the importance of giving of what God has given to us. It's more blessed to receive, to give than it is to receive. We talk all that stuff about giving. Well, you know what? Do those things that God has told us to do. I know I say that. I know some of us, I know I've thought about it too, well, I'm kind of doing that right now. I am doing some of those things. I do try to do those things. But then I got to thinking, this is what it looks like sometimes. Right? I come to worship. And worship is good, as long as we sing my favorite hymns. As long as Preacher John doesn't go too much over. And I'll even say it was a good Sunday if we finished in 59 and a half minutes. Does that sound like worship? 
Well, actually, it really is. It's just not worshiping God. But. And we talk about serving. Okay, fine, I'll go serve, but I'm going to serve in this way, and it better look like this, and this is the only thing I'm going to do. Are we good? And if we fit all that, then I'll go serve. Is that really serving? Not really. It kind of is. You're kind of serving yourself. You talk about giving, right? Be giving. Oh, okay, I'll be giving. But here's the money that I give to church. And okay, I want to give to that. So I'll just cut this out right here, and I'll spread it over there, and I'll put this over here, and whatever's left. Okay, that's it. Is, is that giving? It kind of is, but is that really what God said to do? He says we should pray. Okay, I'll pray. Oh Lord, you better take care of my neighbors because I'm about to hurt them. Is that praying? Yeah, it kind of is, but. Really? See, sometimes I think we do these things because we feel like we're obligated to. That maybe these are the ways that we get in good with the big guy upstairs. And friends, if that is our understanding of these things, then we have missed it completely. None of that really communicates staying in love with God, does it? Maybe staying in love with ourselves, but certainly not with God. It's like we've taken all those good things that God has given to us and we've ruined it. We've ruined the power of worship, the power of prayer. We've ruined the blessing of giving. We've taken all that God has given us I stole something that I read one time. It's a blessing to newlywed couples. I read it and I started using it myself. And the blessing is, on the wedding day, may today be the day you love each other the least. Now the couple looks at that and thinks, but any of us who've been married for any amount of time know that Wait a minute, there's something to that. There's something to spending a life together and in that life doing things that nurture our love together. There are ways that we talk to each other. There are things that we do together that deepen the love that we have for each other. Does that make sense? Am I lying? No. And it's the same way, friends, in our walk with God. These things that we talk about doing, they aren't checklist things. They're ways that we stay in love with God. They're ways, they're ways that we can draw closer to God's will, not only for our lives, but for our world. And I guarantee you, friends, if we're going to do anything that Romans 12 tells us to do, we are going to need to be as close to God as we can. Did you hear what Paul read about loving each other? About, let's, 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 just, let's, let's just see here. About letting love be genuine. Try doing that on your own. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serving the Lord. You try to do that on your own, friends, you realize how 
unfruitful we can be. Contribute to the needs of saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Yeah, but strangers are people we don't know and sometimes saints get on my nerves. We're going to need God's help, aren't we? Bless those who persecute you. Is that preaching to anybody? We're going to need God's help, aren't we? Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's nothing easy to do, friends. And it's certainly nothing that we do on our own. Because on our own, you strike me, I'm going to strike you back. You say something to me, I'm going to say something back. You wrong me, I'm going to plot my revenge to wrong you. Am I the only one? That's who we are. And if we're going to do anything different, we've got to be closer to God. We draw close to God by falling in love with God again, by drawing closer to God's will, to God's spirit. You remember this picture? Y'all wake up there? Remember that one? Uh, Mommy decided, wow, you really ruined that. Is there anything I can do to make it better? So that became this. Do you remember this picture? Mommy said the same thing, and she turned that into this. Let's see some others. Last one. You see what she did there? She took what was kind of ruined and made it into a a masterpiece, really. When you and I commit ourselves to follow that third rule, stay in love with God. What God does with us. We've ruined the good picture. God says, I can make it better again. I can take everything that you've messed up with yourself, with your family, your relationships. I can do I can take everything that you've ruined. And I can make it better again. And that's what we learn, friends. When we do no harm, when we do good when we stay in love with God. Would you pray with me? Oh God, we are thankful to you for the goodness that you put before us each day. And this morning, we are here to confess that we know quite often we have ruined the goodness you put into the world. We come seeking your forgiveness and ask God that you would help us to follow these rules that have been put before us so that we can live more faithful, faithfully to you. God, teach us what it means to be in love with you. Remind us that the only way that we can love you is by loving others, by doing no harm and doing all the good we can. And as we set ourselves, Lord, to be those kinds of people, 
whether we call ourselves Methodists or not. May your Spirit empower us and move us forward continually so that we may be drawn closer and closer to your will. In Jesus' name, then, we pray. Amen. Amen.